0: to say something on this podcast about the giggling because yes. I listened to the last one which as yes. you know is a painful thing to do hearing your own mm. voice but it sounded like I've been on the Sherry's and I'd like to point out to everyone that I've never been on the Sherry nor anything alcoholic before we podcast but you make me giggle and then it sounds that's... like I've been drinking.
1: No, no we just enjoy it. company, <laughs> that's the funny thing is, we Incredibly. find each other much more funny than anybody else finds us. I
0: know. <laughs> there you go. Um, so what are we doing this week?
1: Well, let's just ramble, shall we, for a bit, see what happens. Welcome to the Mid-Faith uh, Crisis Podcast. Uh, my name's Nick Page, and... Um, I'm joined once again uh, by Joe Davis. Say hello, Joe. Hello, Joe. And Great say happy new year. Happy
0: new year. Happy new year to yeah. listeners. Happy new year to you, Nick Page. Great. To see uh, you. Happy new year to
1: you, <laughs> Joe Davis. How marvellous. This is episode seven. Incredibly. Episode, they said it wouldn't last. <laughs> and yet here we are. Or, or perhaps they said that it shouldn't last. That was just slightly different. <laughs> it should be uh, killed very quickly anyway uh, did you have a good uh, a good christmas
0: had a wonderful christmas yeah the normal stuff i mean it's totally exhausting you, you know you're knackered at the end of it but it's so great to be with family and friends and so yeah. it's, it's all worth it it's great good very good. good you how was yours
1: yeah really really um good uh, lots of people round lots mm. of Food and drink, and and I think that's the real meaning of Christmas, obviously.
0: But the greatest gift of Christmas, I always think. I know the answer is Jesus, but I think cheese is (laughs) is my second. Jesus, (laughs) cheeses is my second favorite. (laughs) The baby cheeses. Baby cheeses,
1: as in baby (laughs) bell. Yeah, you will find them in the fridge, wrapped (laughs) wrapped
0: in In red wax.
1: So um, have you made any New Year's resolutions?
0: Um, well I know it's very untrendy and everyone likes to bemoan New Year's resolutions and say how ridiculous it all is but yes I mean as always Go on <laughs> then Well I, you know, I do intend to lose a bit of weight over the next yeah. few months okay. but I mean that has to happen after Christmas right. um, uh, So that's that's probably the main one and to be, you know, other little things that are very boring and not at all interesting for a podcast, but things like being a bit more organised and a bit more disciplined in other areas right. of life. I, I don't think they're all bad. I think they're all bad because we all fail.
1: Yes. <laughs> That's the only
0: bad thing, not not the making them. <laughs> why, why is that? Why do we fail? I think because patterns are very deeply ingrained. Habits mm. are very deeply ingrained.
1: Mm.
0: Interestingly, I mean, you know I work for Renovari and I speak a lot about discipleship and and following Jesus and I think Jesus knew that
1: well he knew you were going to work for Renovari yeah he did he's clever like that very very great
0: showed great foresight but no but Dallas Willard, who is is probably one of the most Christ-like people I've ever known he says that just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you're I love this phrase your deformed desire system Automatically falls into line. You still want things that aren't good for you. You still want to do because those habits are deeply inbuilt. Therefore, mm. you know, you've got to train those bad boys. You can't just wish for them to go. That mm. just doesn't happen, you know. Mm.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's, I, I think the part of the reason is because people don't, don't really want to change. I mean, I, yeah. I, I've lost track of a number of people I've spoken to in life who come up and say, well, you know, I want to be a writer. And yeah. I, I go, well, what, what's stopping you? You know, all you've got to do is get a bit of paper and a pen. It's not hard. If it was hard, I would never do it, for heaven's sake. You know, and do they really want it? If they really wanted it, I think they'd get on with it. You know, yeah, that's the interesting. Um, there's part, absolutely yeah. nothing stopping you. I mean, or well, the other thing is people sort of buy in the o- other direction. I suppose is they start off with they think, oh, I ought to go to the gym, but they don't really have a vision of why they're going or what what they want to do. So it dies out the other way. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Actually, and I do go to the gym all year, and January is an extremely frustrating month because you can ba- you can barely get in there, and we all long yes. all the regulars long for February when uh, all the good intention has gone. We've got the gym back <laughs> it, to ourselves.
1: And the, and the spiritual equivalent is Bible reading. It's like, I'm, you know, people oh, yeah. I'm going to read through the Bible in one year. You know, that's sort of, Because why? Because you're supposed to. Because it's good. Cause, and, yeah, actually, no, you know, because there's no real vision behind it except this kind of idea of I'm going to do yeah. that. I, I, again, it I so think it would be holy. far better if people read through the Gospels in one year or a Gospel
0: in one year sometimes. Yeah you know really read it or just literally. kept re- reading the sermon in the mount for a year
1: so um anyway well we are supposed to, be able to get on, to, on with the podcast have we had any feedback
0: we have had some feedback we've had some uh again some interesting and encouraging emails. but the one that really caught my eye was a comment actually on facebook um not that we have a facebook page we should have a facebook page
1: we should really yeah
0: i know there's just something for you to i'm just dropping it oh that.
1: you're pointing at me to say, I should set up a Facebook page. I
0: thought we'd been quite clear about who is the technical <laughs> wizard and who's the brains behind this. I thought that already who's on been. strategy and who's on <laughs> operations. Okay. Exactly, I thought we'd made All that right. clear. Okay, yes, so, sorry, sorry. so anyway, uh, long story short, uh, we had this comment on Facebook and I, I, I just found this really interesting because I know the person it was about. Someone had posted, uh, as you can on Facebook, an article from the States from a, a newspaper. And it was about Bart Campolo. So this is Tony yeah. Campolo's son. Uh, Bart Campolo is also, I think, a Spring Harvest speaker and a very sort of high-profile evangelical who has become an atheist. Uh, he he had a he had quite a serious uh, bike accident, and he was lying in hospital and he was thinking about it all. And it had been it had been on the on the cards for quite a while. He and his wife had been thinking about it, and then he just is he came out, as it were, as as an atheist and uh and a softer atheist you know a kind of humanism it's, it's more like a sort of uh christian humanism from what i can work out but he certainly doesn't believe in god anymore and the comment, which was interesting that went alongside that was that he's much happier mm. it wasn't just uh, there was a change of beliefs and he thought about it for a long while but that actually he is happy um so i think you know that was um that was one that caught my eye and i, I just I think that's worth, a, I think it's worth having a dialogue with atheists. And and by dialogue, I don't mean them telling us how stupid we are to believe in God and us telling them how stupid yeah, they are to yeah. not believe in God. I mean, genuinely yeah. entering the conversation. In fact, I had a, a lovely, uh, well, in fact, Boxing Day, I had breakfast with a, a very dear friend of mine who, um, who has sort of made that journey himself from being a very involved in the church, to being on the edge is to actually just say i really don't believe in god anymore and and i would say he is i mean you know he he and his wife are just a lovely couple they are very relaxed they're very easy in fact i was telling you he's such an easy lovely person to be with he never you know we talk about all kinds of things we talk about running and we talk about keeping fit and we talk about red wine and gin and films most of the time but when we talk about spiritual things he's not trying to say what a load of rubbish I believe and when he Mm. talks about what he doesn't believe I'm not trying to convert him um Mm. we enjoy one another's company and I feel I learn a lot from him and I suspect he learns little or nothing from me
1: well (laughs) joined the rest of the human race Uh, but I think (laughs) I I thought that story was very interesting um and I would like to pick up on on the idea of what you mentioned in the article I've got a bit of feedback here myself I've got a letter here that this is from uh, a Mrs um, Ethel Saddle person and she writes, uh, Dear Liz, I am writing to you because once again I've been missed off the New Year's Honours list. I was hoping for a Damehood or an MBE at least. I mean, when we sing your theme song, we always wish for you to be happy and glorious. Well, how about sharing some of that with the rest of us, eh? Maybe I should turn Republican and join that nice Christian gentleman, Mr Trump, in America. At least then I could carry my guns openly instead of having to conceal them in my handbag like I normally do. That would make me happy. Or would it? I mean, what even is happiness anyway? Answer me that. Well,
0: <laughs> Another perceptive email. She's
1: amazing, isn't Better. she, how she hones in on the issue because I think it'd be good to talk about happiness. And the reason I thought about this is that... um last a couple of years ago i went into waterstones bookshop um around new year and i've never seen a table stocked with more books on 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 happiness i mean the right, the books yeah, on this yeah. table were just covered with books on on happiness how to be happy and also the other thing was mindfulness yeah you know sure. and it just struck me how that this the, the, you know they know their sales figures they know what they're about so at this time of year why were they selling those uh books yeah, and the other thing that that I picked up on was just before Christmas there was this um, study in the in uh, release by the London School of Economics, and it it's a kind of they've done a report, and this is this is pretty standard for these kinds of reports, which which basically argue that happiness depends on health and friends, it says, not on money. Right. Um I'll put a link to the report online, but it says um, it, uh, a bloke called Lord Richard Layard. Right. So, <laughs> Interesting name. Um, anyway, he he said, um, on average, people have become no happier in the last fifty years, despite average incomes more than doubling, and but that eliminating depression and anxiety would reduce misery by twenty percent compared to just five percent if policymakers focused on eliminating poverty, which I think is really okay. interesting because you know the the kind of government emphasis yeah. is always on money, you know, on, on economics, mm-hmm. eliminating mm-hmm. that, but actually. You know, it's really time that I think governments thought much more about uh, well-being creation, not just yeah. sort of wealth creation. Yeah. But yeah. it got me kind of thinking about, um, you know, wh- wh- where we find happiness. Because you said that Bob Campolo, yeah, he, he,
0: well, there's well, a the sense of happiness that, that he once he came out that he is happier as an atheist than he mm. he was which I think takes us right back into some of the things we've looked at, which is where it depends what you're atheistic about, you know, it depends on your narrative of God, you know, you, you may, well, I mean, I I think if you've got a very bad narrative of God that can make for completely unstable mental health for sure. Um, so yeah, of course, if you then became atheistic about that God, you would have much better mental health, I presume. Um, anyway that's that's slightly getting off the point i i think it's great at this time of year to be answering this question because people are a bit obsessed with happiness especially at christmas especially after they've indulged and like me they feel a bit unhappy (laughs) and they realize there's work to do
1: (laughs) i don't know why it's happiness is an odd thing i think because i last night i i felt really sad for I, i couldn't work out why um I mean, it wasn't. You know, I, I looked in the mirror, which normally uh, that, uh, that, that, that that'll you know, do it. <laughs> yeah, it's not. A, that's a bit of a pain, but you know, um, no, I don't know why. you know? It just came on me, and I was starting yeah. to think, why on earth are you? Why on earth am I sad, or why? Why was I unhappy? Mm. There's absolutely no reason to be unhappy. Nothing was. Mm. Nothing was particularly wrong, but it's just. I think sometimes it just comes on you, doesn't it? And I. And I yeah. I, I never quite know what to do about that, really.
0: Yeah, and I think I think one of the worst things to do in that position is to it's to go on the frantic search for happiness. I mean, right, I think yeah. happiness is yeah. one of those very elusive things. If you're not careful, where the harder you try and search for it, the more uh, slippery yes. it gets to get a hold of. Yes. You know, the, the the more distant it becomes. Yes, and, I so, blame America.
1: Can I just say that? Because well, for, for so Why much, am I not surprised?
0: But, but no, no. I, but, but, I'm sorry to no, all our American listeners here. Here yes. he goes.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, but really, it's your own fault. You know, for, so why, you know, why is America we had A lovely blame... benevolent empire that you could have been part of. But oh, no, you're going to go for the whole independence thing. Anyway, um, it's one of the... Inalienable rights, apparently, in the Declaration of Independence, which said, you know, yeah, we, they, they, that men and women, well, all men are created equal. Women, obviously, can go looking that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable, easy for you to say, unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know, and the purchasing of Coca-Cola and a visit to Disney World. Uh, That's all. But you know, you can't. I don't know if you, can you pursue happiness. You can't. You can't really. No,
0: no. I mean, I, I think this is going to be a great question to throw out to people in terms of what makes us happy and what makes you happy. Um, please write in and let us know, and let's make it two parter or something. Anyway, um, I certainly think that sometimes we're so afraid of the opposite of happiness. We're so afraid of unhappiness. And, and, and were we ever meant to be happy all the time? Is that, or is that, is that just an emotion like all the other emotions that we enjoy when it comes and we don't fret about too much when it's not there? I don't know. So if people are listening and they're unhappy, mm. what what's the steps here?
1: Oh, just just cheer up, <laughs> for heaven's sake. Get a grip. I, I, I mean, this is a big issue. I'm not sure. Like Like I say, I don't think... I don't think it's as simple as sort of like you know, the advert saying, find your happy, whatever that means. Oh, yeah. find I don't you know happy. which advert that is. I hate that advert, whatever it is. Find <laughs> your happy, that phrase. Find your happy. How, how can you find your happy? That's just a stupid phrase. <laughs> who is it who does that? I'm sure it's a holiday company that does find your happy instead of, well, you know, normal on holiday find you've run out of money, find, find, find your salmonella. That would be a better be holiday thing. Um, I, I mean, I, I would say that there's a couple of things, and this ties in with the Bart Campolo thing. I think one of the things that makes that that is you're more likely to be happy uh, with is if is is with authenticity. If I can use that phrase, you know, in terms of duplicity is misery. It really is. If right. you're pretend, if you're if you're being one thing but inside you're another, and we've talked about the whole masks thing sure. before. So yeah. for him, you know, wearing the mask of a, a sort of Christian evangelist and speaker yeah. must have been, yeah. must a have been very horrible. painful, must have been thing. awful.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I genuinely feel so feel his pain, and you can see how much happier he would be not having to wear that mask anymore. Yeah,
1: and I, and so I do think that if if we can. that moment when we can sort of bear to take the masks off and we can actually sort of say, well, actually, this is who I am. This is, this is what I'm like. Mm. You are more likely to, you know, to feel happier about that. Um, So I think that one of the things for me was that when I suddenly stopped worrying about what people thought of me, it was a very important moment. I can't say I've stopped it entirely because I haven't, but, um, because as a freelancer, you kind of do this anyway. You, you mm. you're always you're always managing yeah. what people think of you in some subtle way, mm. and um, mm. I was just very really tired of doing that, and, so, and and it makes you unhappy because you're always sort of um, pretending to be something you're not really. So, I mean, the first thing I think is authenticity—to just be honest mm. and just oh, be yeah. who Agreed. you are. Um, and, and to be okay with it. But I don't think that's an excuse for selfishness either. I think the interesting thing, again, about the Bart Campolo article is that he's he's actually trying to... He's not just sort of thrown it all over, as it were, uh, and just sort of gone completely the other way. Mm. He's actually sort of taken the good bits of mm. what his experience of church was. I mean, he, what he does mm. is he, he's a pastor, really, mm. isn't he? I yeah, mean, yeah. It seems to be in the article. He, yeah, he, yeah. He pastors a lot of people, and he looks out for them, and they all meet and yeah. and um and i think actually that's another aspect of happiness which is is about relationship and community. Yeah. Of course it is, yeah. You know, i think that there's a, a whole lot of uh, isolated and lonely people out there. Sometimes even Where do they all
0: come from, Nick?
1: I, I all the lonely people. Well, I don't know where do they all belong.
0: <laughs>
1: anyway, um <laughs> there's a, there's a whole lot of people out there. ah look at them. Uh, <laughs> so there's another study that I think is really interesting and it's um it's uh, from Harvard it's the Harvard study of adult development and this is one of the longest um lasting social um, science studies in in the world they've actually studied uh, two groups of men over about this, this study's been going for 75 years and they're in their wow. sort of 90s now okay. uh, those who have survived and um they looked at what what factors make people um healthy and and happy and they actually came up with this um idea that it, it is not the wealth that makes you ha- healthy and happy no. it's not it's right. not wealth or poverty they took two groups from different sort of social classes as well yeah. what they said is that it's all about relationship it's all about relationship it, it, good relationships keep us healthy and and happy and loneliness kills loneliness is toxic isolation is 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 toxic from that point of view these and and it's also it's not about the number of friends either um and I think this is a good lesson for all of us in 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 the social media world kind of thing it's not just the number of friends it's the quality of the relationships that matter because you need people with whom you can be honest you need people who you trust you need people who are going to be with you um whatever good relationships are are protective
0: this reminds me of a, a lecture actually at Spurgeons we had this thing called the Drew Lecture Every year, it was an annual lecture. I think we inherited it from LBC as it was then. And it was, you know, notoriously dull. And, <laughs> uh, and they, they wheeled You were such a good student. <laughs> I know, you, I though. know. It was such an inconvenience. This was time we could have been playing snooker. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, they wheeled this. They said, you know, as a special treat. we got this ex-member of faculty coming. He's 90 years old. We all kind of groaned uncontrollably. And, you know, sure enough, the day came and they wheeled him up to the lectern. And it was one of the most brilliant lectures ever. And he stood there and his opening line was this. He said, now you listen to me, he said, and he waved his kind of bony finger at us all. He said, I am a lot closer to death than all of you. He said, and when you get to the end of your life, you will realise that all that matters is the quality of your relationships. And so he went on to say, you know, it doesn't matter how yeah. much money you got in the bank account, how big your house is, yeah, yeah, all, yeah, all that yeah. stuff, even yeah. your career. He was quite an eminent theologian in his day, but he said, you know, all that matters is the relationships. And I, yeah. and I and I, knew at the time I was listening to something really important and I've done my darndest to try and take that to heart. And uh, yeah, well, yeah. it's great. I,
1: I, and the thing about that, you could you could easily say, oh, you know, that's just kind of you know mumbo jumbo or you know it's kind of what wishful thinking but actually no it's true this is what these these um right. surveys and these social this particularly this mm-hmm. this long-running harvard experiment has shown um he said this uh, the guy was presenting it he said this um you know we want quick fix products for happiness but mm-hmm. relationships take time and effort and that's something we need to listen to at the beginning of the year because mm-hmm. we often think well you know let's get another product in, let's get something mm-hmm. else in, let's take up something else that's going to make us happy relationships take time and effort yeah uh, yeah d- so and, and then he said this the people who fared best were the people who leaned into relationships that's a nice i race. love that phrase. Yeah. leaned into relationships. Yeah. and also, as he was saying this i was kind of re- thinking about that those sort of verses in the bible where g- people recline you know with the way the seating they sort of recline yeah. g- they lean against each other and jesus um you know the the author of John's Gospel, whoever he was, was leaning against
0: uh, Jesus.
1: I, I just thought that's a lovely kind of... Well, I'd, I'd like to lean on
0: you next time I come to stay with you, if I'm ever allowed again.
1: Lean on me when you need a friend. <laughs> I know
0: what's going Please stop now. <laughs> because we all need somebody <laughs> need to, to lean, lean on. on.
1: That's that's in the Bible, yeah.
0: I'm sure. Don't we also need a bosom for a pillow, or is that a different sort of...
1: Uh, that is just your wishful thinking I, say, you. I don't think that's even a song I think that's, <laughs> that's just a I dream think, I think that's just you thinking aloud again we've, we've spoken about it I know, that,
0: I'm we? sorry, I have no inner dialogue <laughs> <laughs> anyway well I think interestingly Jesus, you know, what part of the deals or none of the promises of Jesus are to bring happiness I mean, but he came to bring um, you know reconciliation of relationships interestingly and I I don't want to touch on next time's subjects we're going to talk about what the actual gospel is I know which would be great but but it seems to me you you could view the entire workings of the bible the entire summary of the bible the entire mission of God in the world as as about relationships about having a good relationship with God and a relationship with one another and and I think even Jesus Precede the entire bible that way didn't he or words to well
1: that, that is sort of the kingdom of god isn't it yeah and, um but i was looking at the the blessed i was trying to look at how often it says happy in the gospels and it doesn't really do that well the word is makarios but the, the, the translators generally choose to translate it as blessed, blessed. i think yeah. i think because it sounds more holy it does. i'm not sure that it you know but it does mean it's sort of happy but then you get all these lines like blessed are you happy are you when people hate you And when they exclude you, revile you and defame you on account of the Son of Man. So it's on account of that relationship that you have. Yeah,
0: nothing makes you happier.
1: (laughs) Nothing makes me happier than people excluding (laughs) and reviling (laughs) me. No, but you know... Well, you'd think
0: you'd be used to it.
1: (laughs) But it is often... It talks about happiness being not in the conditions that we would normally associate happiness.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly.
1: Because it is all about being... Rooted in a relationship with 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 Jesus, with the Trinity, and that kind of won't uh, that that won't be treated well by the world. So that so it's, that brings it's us not about your external circumstances. Yeah, that brings so us sorry.
0: full circle back to Bart Campolo. Actually, I mean, I, mean, I think right. the point about this article that you know you and I were interested in wasn't that he'd kind of had a conversion experience to humanism or atheism, but that that he. What the report was saying is how much happier he was, and I and I believe that I believe mm. he is happy. I mean, why why would I not believe that? that? He's saying he's happier, so I'm sure he is. But but I suppose the question then comes: Well, well, what do we think he's missing now? Mm. Uh, okay, so he's 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 totally denying the existence of God. Okay, um, uh, so what? Mm. And I think, do you know, for me, I guess I I guess I would say now he's really missing out on something perhaps it's not happiness as the the key thing to be searching after but he's missing out on the relationship of knowing you're unconditionally loved mm. by I, I think that's right by the being behind the universe and you know me i'm just, i'm not trying to say god is a being who is distant i prefer the imagery of the divine as being itself the ground of being but you know i would say I can see how psychologically someone could be happier if their narrative of God is a being who is distant and judgmental and angry, and you're you're better off obviously ditching if that's yeah. ditching it, if that's your view of who God is, but if God is not that, and if God is more wonderful than we ever dreamed imaginable as i I'm starting to realize God is um. Then I wouldn't want to miss out on that for all the world and I wouldn't want anyone else to um mm. not that I would want to then want to go around trying to shove it down people's necks you don't want it but it seems to me that's one of the greatest things you could ever you know embrace in your life
1: yeah uh, that's i think i I would agree with that i I think that it's interesting what he's trying to do is create a lot of the kind of ideal kind of relationships that that you see in communities uh, christian communities the best christian yeah. communities he's trying yeah. to be a really really good pastor yeah um and 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 good luck to him and yeah, i imagine he will the, be yeah yeah that's that's okay but i do think that what, what i yeah I'd, I'd agree what you say you know that the, for me um, being a christian is all about knowing that you are unconditionally loved and having that intimate and ongoing relationship uh, with the Trinity and, um, you know, and, and and feeling that and knowing that. Mm. And you can't ever argue people into that. You know, no, you can't exactly, you can't ever exactly. persuade. You can either, no. you know, experience it or not or believe it or not, really. Um, um, I think it is in relationship that we find happiness, whether that's human relationships or a relationship with, uh, with the Trinity. But um, I don't think that's... It, it doesn't look sometimes like conventional happiness. It doesn't look like... Mm. It doesn't look like the the Thompson advert or whichever travel company it is. You know, find you happy. Find you happy. If I find my happy. I'm going to kick it until it's unhappy. <laughs> Let's see <how> that looks.
0: <laughs> anyway, that's been a genuinely uplifting <laughs> podcast.
1: <laughs> We're so look when we say have a happy New Year, have a happy yeah. New Year, have an authentic New Year, yeah, um,
0: and even have a blessed New Year.
1: Yeah, have a blessed New Year and uh, yeah. we'll be back in a couple of weeks with um, yeah we'll look at the gospel what is what is because that is something to be happy about and uh, but what is it what is the good news and what's so good about it
0: excellent well said sir no well said thank to you. yourself thank <laughs> you we'll see you next time thanks so much thank you bye, bye.